Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. I um, was, vis- I think Cheryl asked me this morning, was I speaking? And so I, I was thinking this morning, um, the first time I ever spoke to the adult congregation was on Mother's Day. And that was, this makes my sixth Mother's Day to speak. And so um, each and every time when I get up here, I think I start with the same thing. And that is to say that even though it's Mother's Day and even though we are here today to honor moms, I do believe that God's word is for everybody. And what he has to say to us today is not exclusive to moms, but it's to everybody in the room. If you're here today, then I hope you're challenged by the word. I hope you're stretched. I hope you're encouraged. And um, don't tune me out just because you're not a mom, because it's not just for moms. Um, if you know me, or maybe if you've um, read some of my Facebook or seen my Instagram, you know that I love an adventure. And um, our little family, we love to travel. We love, we love Branson. We love to go there. We go there a lot, but we love to travel. And we can really make an adventure out of just about anything. Um, a few years ago, that when they opened the Valero here in town, we made that an adventure. We went the day that they opened And we bought a Coke, and we took a selfie in front of the new Valero because, you know, why not? Why not? And so um, we love to, to, to travel and make anything an adventure, and it's a lot of fun. And moms, as you know, going anywhere, doing anything with kids is work. Um, the planning, the preparing, the packing, the who's going to take care of the animals while we're gone, who's going to water the plants while we're gone, just all of that, who's going to check my mail while we're gone, who wants to pay those bills that come in while we're gone, all of that is work, but I love it, and I love to travel with the kids, and, and they're good travelers, They've, we've traveled their whole life, and so other than fighting over who's going to sit by the port that gets to plug up the um, Multi, the media device. They're pretty good in the car. And, um, but there's something special about when we get to go just us and we don't take the kids. Yes. <laughs> you know, when you can just jump out of the car easily and you're not going, where are your shoes? Why are your shoes off again? Why can't we find his shoes? Yes, wake, wake that one up, or we just stopped in three minutes down the road. Now that one's got a potty because they didn't take the opportunity to get out of the car the last time. And so when it's just us, that's a lot of fun. And this last year was a special year. This last year was the 11th anniversary of my 29th birthday. <laughs> and so I'll let you do that math, but that was a special one. And so we decided we're going to go on an adventure to celebrate that 11th anniversary. And so we really didn't make any plans. We just headed south. And um, we got to San Antonio and stayed the night there, went down to the Riverwalk, had chips and salsa and guacamole and all the things that you do when you're in San Antonio and walk the Riverwalk. And it was amazing. It was easy. It was fun. Jump out of the car, go do that, whatever, you know. Stayed the night in San Antonio. And Billy woke me up the next morning and he said, 
let's go to the beach. And that's my love language. So we jumped up and we headed to Corpus Christi and I had never been there before. And then we went to Mustang Island and we just got out of the car. We walked to the sand, stuck our feet in the water. About three minutes of that, we were done. And we went back to the car. You know, with the kids, it would have been a fight. They would not have understood three minutes of just sticking your feet in the water. But we did. We understood that. And then we rode a ferry, and we had never done that before. And so we jumped on a ferry, and we went back to the mainland, and we we drove to Galveston, and we stayed the night there. And again, we walked the seawall that night. It was just amazing, you know, just go and walk. And we ate, I think, two suppers that night because that's what you do when you travel. You just plan to eat your next meal while you're eating that meal. And then, yes, that's our love language too. And then... We went to bed that night, and then the next morning, Billy woke me up, and he was singing George Strait. And he said, Adelaide, pretty little Cajun queen. And we headed to Louisiana. We had no plans. We got on a ferry again. We are ferry pros. And we got on a ferry again, and we headed to Louisiana. And I'd never been to New Orleans, but it was fabulous. We uh, drank coffee, because y'all know I love, I'm serious about my coffee. And we had beignets down in Cafe Du Monde, and we rode streetcars, and we had Cajun food, jambalaya. I'm talking about that love language again, jambalaya and crawfish and all that, and stayed two nights there. And then we headed up to Shreveport and back home to our babies. But it was amazing. Uh, just no agenda, no schedule, easy loading and unloading, not searching for someone's tennis shoes, not looking for someone's stuffed animal that was probably left in a room three days ago, footloose, fancy free, which brings me to my message today, which is travel light. Would you help me pray? God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you For our moms, I thank you for my mom. God, for the influence that she's had in my life. For all the women who've had influence in our lives who maybe are not our natural moms. But God, I thank you for your word and the things that you want to speak to us today. The way you want to challenge and stretch us and and break us and restore us and make us new today. And so, God, help us as we dig into your word to take the truths from your word and apply it to our lives. It's in your name we pray. Amen. My scripture for today is found in Matthew chapter 10, and it's a very familiar scripture. And so, I would encourage you to never build your theology from the message version. The message is very much written in our language that we speak today, but it's a lot of fun when you are very familiar with the passage to go read it. In the message version, and it would be as though Jesus was sitting right beside you, talking to you in the way that we speak today. And so a lot of times I love to go read a scripture that I know very well from the King James or New King James Version and go find it in the message version. So let me read this passage to you today from Matthew 10, beginning in verse 5. This is where Jesus is dispatching his disciples to go out. And it says, Don't begin by traveling to some far-off place to convert unbelievers. And don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick, raise the dead, touch the untouchable. You have been treated generously, so live generously. 
Don't think you have to put on a fundraising campaign before you start. You don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment. And all you need to keep that going is three meals a day. Travel light. Just like our kiddos, there are things in our lives that maybe make it difficult for us to travel light. Not that they're bad things or ugly things or sinful things, but they maybe just slow us down a little bit. And so Jesus is addressing some of that here with the disciples. And if he thought it was important to give them this mandate, then I think it's important for us, too, to look at his word here and, and apply it to our lives. Jesus begins this travel light um, conversation with what he wanted the disciples not to do. He tells them not to travel to some far-off place. Don't be dramatic. I would love to have heard Jesus give the no drama for your mama speech to the disciples. How many of you say that, don't be dramatic to your kids, to, you know, calm down, calm? And whoever calmed down by being told to calm down? I mean, really, does it work? No, it doesn't work. But we, we do it. We, it's just one of those things that we do, knowing that it's not going to work. But he goes into this no drama talk, telling them that they didn't have to feel like they needed to take on some public enemy. In other words, the world is not yours to just solve. Not every fight is your fight. Not every battle is your battle. Not every argument that you're invited into do you have to participate in. Jesus begins to tell them, go to the lost and the confused people right here. So Jesus takes this really big, hard thing, and he makes it a very small, manageable, doable thing. Our first ministry the one we can never get away from, from, the one we can never step down from, the one we can never burn out doing is that ministry to our family. It's the ministry at home. And even if you're not a mom, if, if you're not a dad, you still have a ministry to your family. Your family is first. It's those hurting that are right here. It's that really big thing that he says, just do it with those right in front of you. Just do it with those that you're doing life with. Don't feel like you have to t- conquer the world. Don't feel like you have to do everything. Just do, just do today. Just do what's right in front of you. Mom's looking back at the scripture. We know what it's like to bring health to the sick. And if your kids are anything like mine, you know what it's like to raise the dead. Like 12 times to get them up in the mornings. And we've touched that untouchable thing. And so... Here's where I want to go today. It says, you've been treated generously, so live generously. And when I read that statement, it kept popping out to me. Like every time I would read it, I would read it and pause and read it and pause. But I was like, what does that even mean? You've been treated generously, so live generously. You know, for years I've said, we don't make a decision based on guilt, shame, or fear. We don't make a decision based on guilt, shame, or fear. Guilt is connected to our past. We pray. We ask God to forgive us. We begin down that pathway of healing and restoration. But then the enemy comes and he attacks our minds and he pulls us in to being a prisoner to our guilt. And the scripture says you've been treated generously, 
So live generously. We opened our service with the song today about grace, grace on top of grace. We've been treated generous, that generous treatment. It solidified our way, and it is grace. You've been treated with grace. You've been treated generously, live generously. So instead of allowing the guilt of my past to be the way for which I make my decisions, I'm now basing them on this truth that my past is full of grace. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, and what you've done. Your past is based on grace. If you are living rooted and grounded in Him, then you've been treated generously with His grace. Grace on top of grace. So live generously. How different would my today look if I lived making my decisions based on the truth that my past is full of grace? Is it possible That living generously is less about what I do for others and more about how I forgive myself. About how I release myself from the decisions and the shortcomings and the failings and the things that I have drug around for years. He's saying travel light. Travel light. Let go of those things and travel light knowing that your past is full of grace. Next, Jesus says, Don't think you have to put on a fundraising campaign before you start. Again, he's taking this really hard thing and he's breaking it down into a small doable thing for us. When my kids clean their room, that's how I have to do it for Zane. I I can't just say, go clean your room. No. There's going to be meltdowns and there's going to be that drama that I really need Jesus to come in and have that talk. I have to say, go pick up all the trash. And then he comes back and says, now what, Mama? Go pick up all the dirty clothes. Now what, Mama? Go pick up all the toys that are in the middle of the floor. Now what, Mama? Go pick up all your shoes and put them in the closet. And we have to do that, breaking it down. I wish Jesus would do that with me. Now what, Jesus? And he says, go do this. Now what, Jesus? And he says, go do this. But he, he will do that for us. He takes that really hard thing, and he just breaks it down into little, bitty, manageable things. Too often we're so busy, but we're doing nothing. Am I the only one that feels like I'm on a hamster on a, I'm a hamster on a wheel? And I go to work to make money, to pay the bills, to run out of money, to go to work, to put, make money, to pay the bills, to run out of money, to go to work. Are you tracking with me? Is that how your life feels? And we feel like we have no vision for our life because every day looks like the day before, which looks like the day before, which looks like the day before. And we're in this dead cycle. trying to make it work. And then along comes guilt's ugly sister, and her name is shame. And unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, we have a a front row seat into the homes of most anyone because of the internet, because of social media, because of, you know, we have apps on our phone, uh, their big brother in these shows. I mean, people just put cameras in their homes and do the oddest things, and we get to watch those odd things. But with that introduces shame into our world because then we begin this scarcity mentality. We begin this comparative mentality. And life is almost like a board game where if you're winning, then I'm losing. You know, I would like to think that if I came into money, it wouldn't change me. 
But when I'm winning at Monopoly, I am a horrible person. (laughs) And too many times, life is like Monopoly. And I'm winning, and it makes you feel like you're losing. And when you're winning, I feel like I'm losing. And we begin this game of shame, and it's and it it limits us, and it breaks us down, and we're carrying all that behind us when all the time God's telling us to travel light. You know, life is not like a board game. Life is, life is like a deck of cards. I feel like Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates. No, life is like a deck of cards. Do you know that in the game Solitaire, and we know Solitaire is a game that we all play by ourselves, that there are 8 times 10 to the 67th power different possibilities in one deck of cards, setting aside human error, that can be arrived upon while playing solitaire. That is eight with a whole lot of zeros. I'm a math person. I'm a data person. No, not even going to try to do it. Eight times 10 to the 67th power. That's how many possibilities there are in one deck of cards. And so I have a deck of cards in my life with 8 times 10 to the 67th power of possibilities, and you have a deck of cards in your life with 8 times 10 to the 67th power of possibilities. And what we should be doing is not playing board games where I'm winning and you're losing or you're winning and I'm losing and there's the scarcity that if my light is big, it puts your light out. But instead, I should be sitting across from you and saying, do you see where you can put that 3 on that 4? Do you see where you can put that eight on that nine? And cheering you on to your eighth of times ten to the 67th power of possibilities. And you're cheering me on because I win and you win and we all get to win. And it's not about me or you and me getting ahead, putting you behind. But the enemy has put this into us, put this shame upon us that they're doing better than you. They're winning and you're losing. And it's not about that. We can all win. We can all win. Your day is full of possibility. You're not making a decision based on shame. Because today is full of possibility. Do you see it? Do you wake up each day looking for the possibility? Or looking for the problems? Jesus is saying, you don't have to fund this thing. Quit living according to the painful and dishonorable feelings of shame. In fact, that's not living at all. I love in the scripture where Jesus performs his first miracle. We know he turns the water into wine at the, le- at the wedding in Canaan. And his mom comes to him and she says, you know, we, we don't have any wine. And he, sa- you know, he rebukes his mama. Don't do that today. It's Mother's Day. But he tells her, he says, um, woman, why did you come to me? My, you know, my time has not fully come. And, and she really, she'd probably been rebuked by him before, so she just ignores it. And she turns to the servants, and she says, whatever he says to do, do it. And then she goes on. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. How differently would today be if I lived with that possibility? That whatever he tells me to do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. I can guarantee you that that would be traveling light. Because you would live from mandate to mandate, from precept to precept, from word to word. And it would fill you with life. It would fill you with those things that you've been look, looking for, the possibilities. No two days would look alike. 
you wouldn't feel like you were in a rut. Finally, Jesus says, you don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment. All you need to keep that going is three meals a day. All you need to keep that going. Who knew that coffee and tacos was all I needed to keep it going? That's what Jesus said there in that scripture. I heard it. You know, we, we've covered that our past is moving away from basing our decisions on guilt and basing them on the, on the truth of his word that says my, my past is full of grace. And, and we also aren't basing our decisions on shame because my today is full of possibilities. And so to now the future, too, too many times we let today be robbed, robbed blind by the unknowns of tomorrow. And we spend a lot of time today worrying about tomorrow and, and how things are going to work out tomorrow. And we don't even live today. Jesus speaks the same words over us as he did his disciple. He says, you are everything you need. And the only thing you need to keep you going is coffee and tacos. It's grub. It's food. Because you are everything that you need. I'm not sure, like I said, you know, I hoped that running into money wouldn't change me, but I've never been a millionaire in my life. I think I'd be just darling at it. And I wish that God would give me an opportunity, but he did not say that that was what I needed. He said I was what I needed, and to stay healthy and full was all it was going to take for me to continue in what he's called me to do. God said to travel light. Because my future is full of hope. Too many people are taking their lives today because they have no hope. They're losing themselves to terrible things because they have no hope. We set our hope on Him today. He is our hope. He is our future. We are not ma making those decisions based on guilt, shame, or fear. I have no fear because my tomorrow is full of hope. My future is full of hope. Lauren, if you'll make your way to the keys and if everybody will stand with me. What you need beyond yourself is so minor. It is always about trusting Him. Your future is about trusting Him. It's about trusting Him with my past. It's about trusting Him with my today. Watching Him take that really big, hard thing and making it a small, doable thing in little chunks and little bits and little bites. Mamas don't lose hope. Families don't lose hope. Husbands don't lose hope. Dads don't lose hope. Brothers don't lose hope. Sisters don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Your past is full of grace. Your today is full of possibility. Your future is full of hope. All of those things are found in trusting Him, in traveling light, in choosing to let go of the past, in choosing to do whatever He says to do it today, and choosing to give Him my tomorrow and know that my hope is found in Him. It starts at home.
It starts at the, with those who are in front of you. Minister there. And so today, if you want to declare these truths over your life, I invite you to come. I invite you to come and say, Jesus, I, I'm ready to set down whatever I'm carrying from my past and receive your grace in that area of my life. I want to travel light. If you want to come and declare that truth over your life, that Jesus, I'm ready to set down my today and the shame of today because I want to embrace the possibilities that you have for me. And whatever you call me to do, I'm going to do it. Would you come? And if you're tired about worrying about tomorrow, and you say, Jesus, you are my hope. My future is full of hope. And I'm going to declare that. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it until it gets deep down inside of me and it's an expression of who I am. And you're ready to declare that truth over your life. Would you come? God, we are more than the mistakes we've made. We are more than the hardships of today. And we are not afraid of the unknowns tomorrow. God, we will not make decisions based on guilt, shame, or fear, but instead on, on knowing that you are our hope, that you've given us possibility, that our past is full of grace. Grace, possibility, and hope. That's how we'll make our decisions. Grace, possibility, and hope. God, we're going to do it with those right in front of us. God, I'm going to love everybody you put on my path, the people that are right in front of me. God, show me. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. It's in daily obedience. I'm successful because of daily obedience, being obedient in the moment, being present in the moment. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you've enabled me to travel light. And the things I thought I had to carry, Lord, you died years ago so that I don't have to carry those things. Thank you, Jesus. God, I pray life over the things that maybe we've declared as dead. Over the areas of our heart, Lord, that we've just called that place dead over the areas of our relationships, over our marriages, over our homes, over our businesses, over our finances. Lord, things that we thought would never breathe life again. God, breathe life into those places. God, the resurrection power flowing into those areas. God, you come to give us a hope and a future. Thank you, Jesus. If you do not know him as your Savior, I invite you to receive him. I invite you to ask him to come into your heart. He will change your life and you will never be the same and it will be for the better. He said that he would save anyone that would call upon his name. And so call upon the name of Jesus today and say, Jesus, I ask you to come and be savior of my life to take that past, to redeem that past, to give me grace over that past, to take my today, to make today possible so that I can have hope tomorrow. We are secure in you, Jesus. My hope is secure in you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
We praise you today, God. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you'd like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We'd love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself face down on your shore. You say, come to me.